up, everybody? This is Romeo Perlman, your host. And this is David G. Just a heads up, fans. This episode contains explicit content. So please, please, please proceed with caution. Romeo, what's up? I got home at like 3 o'clock and woke up today at 7. And I'm I'm running on low juice. I don't want to hear juice. it. Anyways. You're not a big drinker. Did you drink last night? No, just we just talked. We were talking about like all the hipster places in Glendale, Eagle Rock. Um, I didn't even know there was places in... in, in, in Eagle Rock that you can go. I mean, anyways, we just talking about that. We just like, it's one of those nights where you just stay up and just talk. Oh, we watched Scream. I, was, I forgot. Okay. Yeah, we watched Scream. I, I love that movie. So you stayed up all night. Talking. You talked about going out to places you didn't go to. <laughs> you did it. No. And you watched Scream. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a boring night. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Just don't, 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 don't guilt me on that. I was tempted to go out last night. Uh-huh. I, I did not. I ended up cooking, and drinking some wine. And crashing reluctantly at 12 o'clock. Damn. Yeah. I wanted to go out. I had the intent to go out, but most of my friends didn't want to make the commute to where I wanted to go. And some of them could not get a pass to go out from their wives. See, and that's the thing is like the commute is the thing that I can't I can't stand in LA is like going out is a whole process. Yeah. You know? It's tough. Let me, I, I had a question for you. Have you heard of this thing called Solo Moon? Solo Moon. Mm-hmm. No, I've heard of. Well, I've gone on solo missions and I've heard of mooning, but never solo. What the hell is Solo Moon, dude? Okay, so you know what honeymoons is, right? Of course. Okay, so Solar Solo Moon is a new phenomenon in which newlyweds take a post wedding trip separately from each other. A post wedding. Is there a timeline? I don't know, but what how, the fuck exactly, is that? Right? Okay, so apparently. So this is okay. So this has emerged because of social media and yeah. the way we're interacting with each other. Right. It's a symptomatic of a larger shift in people's perception and attitudes regarding close relationships. So because of social media and because of the way we're using the phones and the way we use everything, we're so disconnected that now I guess we're not even we're married, but we're not even in a close marriage. Apparently, is this about just liberating the individual from the relationship? You know, I, that's what I was asking. I'm like, is this like an, a, a a form of like we're married, but I got let me be me and you be you, and let's have our separate life. <laughs> like instead of coming together. When you laid this down for a relationship, what do you say first? Okay, I'm not gonna take your name, or I need it hyphenated. And by the way, I need to have a solo moon. Is well, that how this starts? Probably. I I feel like I don't. I have no idea, but it's fascinating because you know, think about it. Like you get married, and now you go on your solo. I guess your solo moon, your 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 individual hunt moon, solo moon. Um, I, there's a problem to this because if you tie this in with the declining marriage rates, I mean, and the fact that fewer people are actually having, you know, are sexually interacting with, you know, with their partners, and the increase in in porn consumption, yeah, and not to mention the widespread uh, attitudes that relationships are no longer like a thing, like it paints a gloomy picture of our of our of our future people love to have independence until they need somebody and Mm -hmm. i feel like this is what that is is that you are good being on your own until you need that something whether it's comfort or comfort sex or companionship and then all of a sudden it's it's good for you then and then it's satisfactory or it's it's fits within your 
your scope of what you deem as a, a qualifying relationship. Yeah, but you know that that's the thing. It's so consumer materialism based. Like, think about it. Like, it's 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 like. Do you know anyone that's done this? No, I, I I read I saw this and I and I don't I mean that's a good question I should ask I should have asked I I don't know anybody do you no but I I do know and I've been a part of this too I do have friends and I've been in relationships where I will encourage my girlfriend or whoever I'm dating to go on an all girls trip and that's perfectly fine I've had that done to me as well I think it's important exactly individual you have to have your individuality and your self of identity right. you can't be codependent <laughs> but never a solo moon after being after getting married I mean, does it come with a prenup probably <laughs> you have i wouldn't to. be surprised but you know and, and it's the thing is what what's bothering me is that it, you know all of the cause of these trends is people's tendency to be consumed by technological advancements without even considering its implications you know, you know. Think about it. Two thousand in two thousand and six, two thousand and six, married people stopped being the majority in the U.S. Today, like one hundred and ten million Americans are divorced, widowed, or single. I believe that. And I, on, it's amplified in California. I think the divorce rate in California is like sixty percent. Yeah. And nationally, I think it's close to forty or forty-five. That's not. I mean, that's, I don't know what to say to that. I mean, I, I really, I'm not. I'm, I'm single, so I, I don't know what. I don't know what. I mean, I don't know what. The, I really, you could see, I don't know what to say, but I mean. Have you ever been married? No. Okay. Have you? No, no. Uh, We're single bachelors. I think, I don't want to say I was close, but I I think I was on the, I was on the edge of it. I was, I was casually Consider. looking for an engagement ring once, Aww. but never, never again in that relationship. Well, I mean. Could you imagine you getting married to that 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 that, that person or that woman? I could, and yeah. Then, and, and then, really, yeah. Do you do you I, I, do you regret like? Do you think that she's the one that got away? Yeah. No, don't say really. Yeah, of course. Everyone has that one. That <sighs> well, let's one, just that one great date or that one great connection, that one great relationship. I, I think, yeah. To a man, if if you were to say, "Have I met the one?" I'd say, yeah, I probably did meet the one. But you missed out that opportunity? I don't know if I missed out on the opportunity as much as as I focused on me instead. And that's and that's perfectly normal and yeah. fine. Yeah. I think there's a point where timing might have had a big impact on that, mm-hmm. and, and that will have huge ramifications on any kind of relationship. But again, with this day and age, maybe I'm just off base. Maybe the one was is still out there and maybe that was just a a one potential but whatever right. I, i'm not to say that i i mean i've dated some really awesome women in my time intelligent beautiful uh motivating interdependent uh-huh. family-oriented women and i've dated some loose cannons as well it's we all fine. it doesn't matter but uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, it comes with the territory of dating, right? In 2019. Right. And I'm glad you, you know, and, and that's always good to work on yourself. If, if Doing that is more important because you can find yourself and become a better partner uh, for your future spouse, you know, and, 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 and tying this in with the solo mooning, I mean, I'm glad, I mean, think about it. Can you imagine you getting married and then be like, Hey, uh, I'm going to go on my solo moon. No, but I would, <laughs> I would say this though, if I ever got married, I would make it a requirement to do two things in the marriage. One, to take a trip with my wife, and two, that she went on a trip with her girlfriends. I would make sure that happened. You know, that's actually pretty a pretty solid 
pretty solid uh, suggestion. I mean, idea. That's great because, I mean, <sighs> people don't spend time together. I mean, just go to go to a, you go to a restaurant. Couples, everybody's on the freaking phone. That is one of my biggest pet peeves: is going to a restaurant and seeing people on their on their phone. I literally want to storm into a restaurant and just like go up to people. Go up to a table where everybody's on their phone. Just slap those phones away because it's like we are living in times where you don't know what's going to happen. And you might not see that person. And the last thing you're going to remember is like, oh, yeah, we were at dinner, but I really didn't talk to that person. I'd say this much from experience alone, <laughs> Romeo. On, on, that, on the heels of that, when I got back from my trip to Europe, I was telling a couple of my friends one of the things that I noticed the most, and it was just that. That in Europe, a lot of the places I would go to for breakfast or lunch or dinner – I wouldn't see a soul on their phone, not one. And then out here, nice night on the town, doesn't matter where you're at, steak dinner, at a bar, having a martini, some hors d'oeuvres, whatever it may be. Yeah, you get one or both people on their phone or a whole group, like zero communication unless it's by tagging someone on an Instagram, an Instagram photo right. or a direct, direct message. You know, and that's the problem. I mean, most I, not only that, we're technology is destroying us. I mean, our social media activities can harm our personal relationships. I I really personally think that. I mean, it's interesting because we are so connected and disconnected at the same time. I, I want to push back on that because uh-huh. I do feel that there's some added benefits to technology that you can connect with somebody, whether they're near or far, that you wouldn't have gotten 10, 15, 20 years ago. Right. But you can't be lazy at it. It's like anything else. You got to work at it. You got to work a relationship. You got to work at a job. You got to work at your personal life. You got to work at the relationship. And how many people do you feel or know that max out on their relationship, no, especially people, in today's people, day? People don't put that effort because technology has made everything so disposable. I mean, think about it. I mean, look, we are so hungry to connect. Yeah. That when we come together with our friends and our partners and our family, we're there. We're emotionally raw. We're there trying to talk. Take that same scenario. And we're connected by, by, by speaking out how we feel. You put that on Instagram. You put that on, on Facebook or whatever social media. You can get deleted. Oh, yeah. Or people blocked, will delete. I mean, reported. Just look at what look at look at how I mean, you probably have people on your feed that post like personal stuff and you're like, dude, I don't want to know that. It's so weird. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're willing to be like I guess it's acceptable to be personal in person and, and connect like that. Sure. But when it's like so informal, like the, the, the platforms of, of, of social media, like I think that that alone is so uncalled for. And I think that and that's what's confusing is that people are getting confused as to when to be informal, when to be informal, when when to when when and when not to do certain things. And you know, it, it's extremely damaging because it's it's damaging actually to the relationship. Because think about it: if your partner, let's say your partner's mad at you, they post something. They didn't come to you. They posted something. You're gonna be the last person to find out. And what does that mean? That you're less special to that person. Yeah, it diminishes you. You 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 become like this like disposable person and i think there's this thing called a relationship uh disposability that we're living in now it's, it's apparently it's on the rise where because it's called the tender effect okay and due to the tender effect um people are now like everybody's just like a prop like we're so we're some like new phone oh i don't like her well i can get rid of her upgrade. I, have, I, I have like yeah i have like five other people i can upgrade to if on the back burner you know instant uh, gratification instant gratification attention comfort whatever it may be i can see that I- it's dangerous because i mean think about it it's 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 
the Tinder effect has changed our attitude towards romance and um, committed relationship. Like, you know, I mean, we have replaced dating and commitment with the hookup culture. Yeah. I, I mean, to the point that we're no longer connected, that we need a solo moon. I mean, having an abundance of potential partners, that's overwhelming. Let's just be honest. It is, but I think... And they're treating with, their choice, and they're treating their partners like a choice. Of I'm course, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. But but I, but I think, on that note, I think it's still important to get to know yourself and how you engage with other people. I, I don't think, I don't think dating one person's bad, but I do think there's some value to dating multiple people because you don't know what's right, you don't know what's wrong, and you don't know how you mesh with these people. Not over the course of the first 24 hours or one week. But I'm talking about three, five, six, seven, ten months down the road when all of a sudden you're hanging out more. Maybe you're visiting some of the friends. Maybe you bump into their parents or her parents or you go on a trip. Those are the things you need to weigh out. So that's why I think even with technology, that's the one thing you do get. You get room service advertisement that you normally would not get. Most people are not good about asking and probing other people on questions that they they themselves want to know about an individual. 100%. And I feel like I feel like that's one of my best skills just in general is that I can not only relate to a lot of people but I can also learn about different people because I'm engaged in a conversation where I know exactly what to ask, when to ask or with if I'm in doubt of anything to just ask, period. And I think that that brings out more from the other individual than most people would expect to to provide on a first date or maybe even on a second date. And 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 you know, and and what I like about what you just said is that you seem to have a very thorough understanding of th- that communication is key. Um, most people don't. I think I don't think most people. I think just in general, uh, we we bypass. Do you think they care? I think we're indifferent about it. Yeah. Um. Because you look at what's the benefit for you. What's the initial benefit or impact for you, right? That's Right, like what am I benefiting from this? Yeah, exactly. Um, if you ask too many questions, then you might feel like you're too deep or you're too involved and all of a sudden you're in a, you're in a hole that you can't dig yourself out of. I yeah. think that some people think of it that way. Yeah, but it's, I mean, communication is so important. I mean, like, look, this article was so depressed. I mean, not depressing, but I was just like, what is so, what is going on? Well, that's why you got to have some, that's why you got to talk sex while drinking whiskey, Romeo. Exactly. And that's because it brings people together. You got to, what, whatever happened to enjoying the company and, and being connected just with like your part or like, you know, it's so sad because people don't. I feel like people are are less less more likely to to like set up date nights or go be, have doing things that couples do like exploring things yeah. like doing things that are that are gonna that's gonna spice up the relationship but also it's gonna make it like you guys come together and connect on a different level. All right, so let me ask you this then: Do you take people out for drinks? I do. Uh, it depends uh, because you know how drinks can lead to something else too. Yeah, but do you take okay? Well, do you take people just on a general term yeah, for networking I do. purposes? I, I, I do. I meet up for people for drinks. Like for one drink, we talk, and and you know it'll, it'll be one drink, and that I'll be sipping on that drink for like three hours, and it's because I it's you know. It's, Having a drink in your hand does something to you socially. Sure. Yeah. It makes you more. It's a crutch. O- it is. It makes you more open, and you feel like you know you you feel a little bit more like loose, and you feel more like oh I can talk. And that alone, even with whiskey or you know whiskey in general, I love because whiskey it does something. I feel I feel the effect of my body. It's more like for me. It's and um, I like 
taking people out on, on drinks because you you actually get to talk to people one on one. I'm not talking about like a group at a bar. I'm talking right. about like going to like I don't know like a speakeasy place sure. and just chilling and just really having a conversation and just connecting and see where you are. Because sometimes I think that when you go out to drinking and you when you meet someone. Sometimes you might be seeing like illusions of things that are not really present. Yeah. You know, like the illusion of what the other person is projecting. Because you're both projecting at the same time. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But there's a good spot I used to love going to down in San Diego called Seven Grand. It's still down there. I think it's they in. They have Hill- one here, too. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's in Hillcrest. Oh, I love Hillcrest, yeah. And, yeah, it's a good area. Lots of great food, but a whiskey spot there. And they have on the wall, it is a decorated wall full of whiskey and scotch. Wow. That's the one thing I like. It's pretty much like wine where you can smell, you can taste, you can sip these different whiskeys and scotches and get get your feel. That's perfect for a networking event or a date for the first night because then- then you could tell how the individual likes to drink, how they are when they drink. Exactly. And what their drink preference is. It's all about getting to know somebody at the same time, dropping their guard a little bit so they're not so, I don't want to say confrontational, but so like on edge about what they can or can't say. And and that's the thing because we're so, we're so, we're so on edge. And also, remember, people are so like, they just want to meet and take their clothes off immediately. You know, like we've we've all been a victim of that. I think that this is pushing us away from dating or having sex due to our disappointment and dissatisfaction. Like, like we're just like we don't like it by you know next person, which is perfectly fine. But sure. we gotta treat each other like humans and 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 not be treat each other like we're some disposable object, which is so de- uh, it dehumanizes us. Like we're de- we're walking around. Oh, we're so sensitive, but at the same time, we're so insensitive. Do you pay for drinks for other people? Uh, I do. You do? I do. I'm actually, you know, I'm I, I'm terrible. I'm one of those people that ugh, once I have that euphoric high of, of of once the euphoric high kicks in, sure. I'm like, drinks on me. Oh, let me get, th-. you know, I'm that person and I got to control that. I've never experienced that from you. Well, we, we've never gone out. I know. We need to change that. I I, I need <laughs> to experience that. I, I, no, I'm, I'm great. I, I'm, I like buying drinks for people because, it, it, you know, it's... It's one of those things that you like doing good things. And, and yeah. drinks make people happy. I'm not saying people, listen, if you have an alcohol, alcohol problem, I'm not, <laughs> it's a whole different story. But right. I'm talking about like in general, um, I think uh, <laughs> this article was just like, I'm just like, you know what? <sighs> Put the phone down, go take a walk, connect. So what's the remedy though? You bring me a problem. What's the solution? The solution is that we need to put the freaking phone down, my friend, and just, you know, talk to the person. But it's so hard. Like. The, the, the phone is in your pocket. It's in your purse. It's in your wallet. Then start talking. as Even if it's awkward. Because, I mean, I've also been there where there's nothing. I have nothing in common, but I'll try to find something. But then, I mean, you could always end it early and think, be respectful. I mean, I, am I, but am I contributing to the whole uh, relationship disposability concept? No, I I don't think so. But I think that you need to look for positive solutions on something like that. Or I don't want to say best practices, but you need to experiment. I think a good example for somebody like myself who I'm connected to my phone a lot because of what I do for Mm, work. But what I do do is if I go work out and I'm working out for like 45 minutes to an hour, I love music. The fortunate thing for me is the gym I go to actually plays really good music. So I leave my phone in my car or I'll just leave it at my house. So that way I'm never tempted 
to take out my phone and check texts or check a tweet uh. or check a post while I'm working out. I'm just focusing on the task at hand, but I think that can relate to other things too, whether you're going out on a date or you're at work first thing in the morning, you're trying to pound out emails and look at a plan of action for the rest of the day, things of that nature I think can help for an individual to break any kind of trend or bad habit that they've been stuck in for quite a while because it is a habit, positive or negative. It's all caused by the redundancy of what you're doing in your actions. Yeah. I mean, you you know what's – You sound troubled by all this. It's not troubling. It's just – it's kind of – I'm just thinking of, like, the future. Like, what is the future going to look like? Because, you know, everybody has their head on – their phone glued to their, you know, they're they're just glued to their phone. Yes. And um, even with friends, like, you know, I, I'm a millennial elder, <laughs> elder millennial. Elder statesman. Right. And uh, I grew up with, like, you know, we were at the, I'm at the cusp of, of technology and everything and, and seeing that and, and being a part of it and, and knowing what, the, what it was and what it is now mm-hmm. is totally creepy, but communication is so important you know people we're so disconnected and and even when people are in a relationship they don't even communicate to the point that people end up having an affairs or i mean some people end up they end up doing different things but the majority of people when they're not happy what do they do they start like going on their phone and seeing what's on their back burner as far as like a hookup and they start you know um uh doing other things but most importantly like it, how do we how do we go from this place of like how can we communicate better especially in an age where cell phones is such a crucial part for example do you think you can tell can you tell if your significant other is mad at you on the other side of the phone if I, by, by texting just by looking yes, at the text you yes, can yeah. i can too sometimes sometimes I think, I think it all has to do on context how yeah how she responds I think on the the word usage or the letter usage. For me, for example, if someone sends me any kind of text that I'm not interested in, I'll just say, I'll just respond with the letter O. If you know that's actually go ahead. If they give me a direct order or they're in a bad mood and I can sense it, I'll just type the letter K. That's funny because um, short answers are actually an indication indication short answers with punctuation such yeah. as periods are like hey i'll be there period see you later period are indications that the other per- person might be upset at you um especially also two people who use exclamation points they say that people that um are used to using exclamation points when they don't use exclamation point as an indicator that they're upset see i don't do that i use exclamation points when i'm excited the only time that i will text when i'm upset or I want them to know that I'm not happy is I'll text the word wow. I'll either cap it, so it's all caps, W-O-W in all caps, or I'll just respond with the word wow, and that's it, and just leave it at that. And that and that's perfectly fine, but the other person might, I mean, wow, I guess it's, it's, a, it's a positive word. Yeah, it could be. An, versus it, like K. Yeah. Because, you know, it, is it ironic <laughs> when yeah. you say K? Right. What, what does that mean? Um. And, and there's also people that don't use punctuations. And when they start using punctuations, you know they're upset. Right. That I do have friends like that where mm-hmm. they don't use punctuations and they start using them like, whoa, this person's pissed off. Or I've had another friend too, or I don't know if you've had friends, people that use uh, um, uh, uh, abbreviations. Yes. Uh, or like uh, emoji. Yeah. So like people that are so used to communicating that way, they say that when they start spelling things out, when they're texting you, like let's say your partner is one of those persons. Uh, let's say they start spelling out stuff. That's an indication too that that person might be upset at you. 
<laughs> and I, also emoji too. See, I don't get many emojis. I get some gifts. Gifts is, yeah. But that's usually when the person is running out of things to say. That they just try to be cute or funny and they respond with a gif. But not many emojis. The only emojis I get are well, they're they're colorful, but yeah, I, <laughs> What do you mean by colorful? Well, you know, you get the uh are like dirty emojis or like like the funny <laughs> emojis? Yeah, I get a skull, I get a knife, I get an ambulance. Um, oh, there's. I, I was thinking of gifts. Sorry, you talking about emojis? Yeah, uh, yeah. I've gotten some colorful emojis in my time. I'm, you know, I'm very depends on the time of the day. Are actually. you colorful when, when you te- like? Are you very like uh, the way you sound is the way you sound. The way you speak is the way you sound on your yes, text. I'm yes, I'm the same way too. Yeah. yeah. The only time that I could really tell when someone's they change their mood is if they use my name. If they say David on a text, then I'll respond in kind and they have my full attention. Okay. And, and, you know, I just wanted to say, too, that a change in texting behavior doesn't necessarily indicate the person's angry. Let's no. just be honest. Could be busy. But that's what the experts are saying, that these are key things that you can identify, especially if you're in two... I mean, when you're in a relationship, you most people are tuned into each other. So you can f- feel when people... The, even friends and family, you can feel the way people communicate. You just sense it, the way uh, that, you know, uh, moving along... Let me ask you. Um, do you think there's a time, uh, like a? Do you think the timing is everything when it comes to sexting? No. The biggest reason for that is because there's certain people that love to have sex in the morning, mm-hmm. and there's other people that love to have sex at night. Right. There's certain people in the middle of the day, and I think the same thing is applicable with sexting. Okay. I. I mean. That's it. When you're in a relationship, correct? That's how you're comparing it to that. Well, it could be dating. Okay, so let's say you're you're dating. You start. You just met this girl like last night, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's just say hypothetically, you met her last night. Oh, you went on a date last night, and it's 24 hours. Yeah. You sexed her. Do you think that's too soon? Yeah. Or is that cute? I, I think for. Or the... is that screams like desperation, anxiety? I need validation. For me, I would let the woman go first. Good. You have to let the woman go Obviously, first. Obviously, otherwise you're gonna see you're gonna you're gonna think you're a pervert. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. some women like it. Some people. I shouldn't say women. Some people like it. Okay, there's a way to provoke it. There's a way to provoke it. Yeah. So, so in a way that you, in a way you are starting it, but you're not saying it explicitly, and so you just provoke, and then you, it's sort of like walking together towards the water, right? You both want to drink the water, but you need to walk her there first, mm-hmm. and make sure that she's down with drinking it. So then, if you're walking together and you're doing it, then of course you drink it first. But you got there's a comfort level. It's like a tango. Yeah, it's, it's a dance. A tango. It is a dance. It's a little bit of a dance. Yeah. And for people going back to your original question, I I don't think that there's a a bad time or a wrong time. I think it's all on on preference. Especially if you meet someone last night and you could totally say something that is arousing, or even an innocuous. Right. As to you looked amazing last night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. And you just roll off of that, depending on how the conversation was, what you drank, what you ate. You could piggyback off of that. And so I think it's all on, on comfort. I do think that the under, the younger the person is, I think the more reckless they can be with that. The older, I think it's uh, I think it's more of a, of a slow play. You know, I'm kind of, I don't know. It's, so co- it's, like, it's such a complex thing, the sexting, because on the one hand, there's people that sext out of the anxiety because they want the validation that they're doing okay and that there's 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 actually hope that this is going to continue sure. 
and that the that possibly is going to continue to hook up or to a relationship. Or the other hand, sexting. Some people are just so confident that they're not afraid to show that they're they're okay with intimacy and that they can connect with people. And th- th- that's what I find interesting. But you also th- see on that note, though, there are also people that simply just talk. There are men and there are women that simply will just sext and they're no action. All bark, no bite. Oh. I don't think I've been caught up. Have you been caught up in something like that? No, but I've I've met women that they do nothing but flirt. Oh, so they're like a tease? Yeah. Guys no, one likes a, no one likes a tease, let's just be honest. Yeah, but this goes back to what you were mentioning about talking about relationships and porn where people won't have sex or work on the relationships because they watch porn, I think it's either instance too, where where men and women, they will do more sexting than acting. And reason why is because it's all about the validation, like you talked about. Right. Why do I need a second or third date, spend all that money or that time when I know what I got or what she's offering is available? Yeah. And you know that, you totally, that, that totally threw me off that question. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It's great because I'm thinking about it. Um, cause I, you know, if you think about it, it might be also to an issue where like the, having the phone is kind of like, you know, the same, the same reason that people, that's the same reason why people Tinder so, you know, all these apps are so great because people who are introverted probably are not, they're more likely to be more expressive through these means yes. of, of apps versus like in person, like telling you like you're hot, you're this, you're that, you know, like giving you compliments, direct compliments. Yeah. There's some people that. They're confident. They'll tell you what they feel. There's other people that they'll text it to you. Oh, you look hot tonight. Yeah, and, I, and things like that. I see. I'm not an introvert, but I compliment women more via texting or emails than I do in person. And I feel like, well, certain people, I just feel like I, if I do that, they either might take it the wrong way, yeah, yeah, yeah. or they don't take it serious at all, which is really weird. So I, I stay, I mean, I'm not great with compliments anyway, like getting them, I don't like them, mm-hmm. but offering them, I will do it or I'll offer it in a form of, of a gift or a, a nice gesture, not as many words in a, in a compliment. And, and seeing there's nothing wrong with that. I think, and I think at, at the end, if you think about it, the good thing about sexting, let's say you're in a healthy relationship yeah. and you guys are amazing, mm-hmm. is that it can strengthen the relationship. It's actually, I think they consider it now, it's called a digital foreplay. It's, okay. a, it's a modern day of way of foreplaying. And that can have tremendous, uh, uh, it could be so amazing for being in a relationship. They have those new uh, vibrators. Uh, Wait, what? Those female vibrators, yeah, where uh, it comes with an app. You download the app, okay. and I, there are these like little small uh, vibrators that women insert in their vagina, and the husband has the ability, while the woman's at work, she has that vibrate in there, and the husband can send her little pulses and, and, and little things. It's it's cute, and it's intimate, oh my. and it's healthy. It's, it's, it's so crazy how we are communicating and using technology to strengthen... Uh, our relationships with our significant others, but at the same time, you, we could also use it for bad. You know, so yeah. many people have gotten in trouble for sexting, unsolicited pictures, dick pics, or tit pics. Or you know, sometimes you hear you, um, you hear a lot about those cases. Like, ah, I didn't want that. You know, and people are so offended. You know, you, you, it's like what we went back to. It, you got to feel it out before you you, you proceed with it, sure. because you don't want to be also like delusional and thinking, oh yeah, she likes that or he likes that, and in reality, it's the opposite. No doubt. Um, I think sexing is a new way of foreplay. It's becoming more socially uh, socially acceptable if you think about it. 
Um, and it's and I think more people are having a positive experience in overall if you use it the correct way. Yeah. And, and like, if, like we said on the disclaimer, proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. <laughs> Anyways, feel free to email us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns at whiskeysextalk at gmail.com. Once again, it's whiskeysextalk at gmail.com. Till next week. 